Thanks for joining us for another edition of To The Point, a Bucati Company's podcast to deliver valuable insights into topics that affect HR professionals and business owners. I'm Mary Amundsen, Managing Director of Bucati Companies, and today I'm joined by Matt Miller. He's the Vice President of our Enrollment Services and Josh Collins, President of our Benefit Administration Division. In today's podcast, we're going to discuss generational benefits. You know, really, what are they? and why in a multi-generational workforce, they're starting to gain employer attention. So Josh and Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right, thanks for having me again. Matt, yeah, you're a repeat customer, so um, <laughs> I hope your rate doesn't go up. Yeah, so, we'll you see. know, <laughs> gentlemen, together, we really represent three generations. So, you know, I kind of think collectively, we're well qualified to speak about generational preferences and how they influence benefit decisions. I'll acknowledge, yet reluctantly, that I'm the baby boomer in the group, and so my kids are almost out of the house. I'm done saving for college tuition. I'm really focused on retirement savings and how I'm gonna be affected once I no longer receive a paycheck every two weeks. You know, Matt, you're in a different situation. You're kind of smack dab in the middle of the millennial generation. You've got the small kids at home, you're traveling with work, your wife stays home with the kids, and you've got a busy family. Josh, you kind of straddle millennial and Gen Xers, lucky you. You've got children at home, both you and your wife have careers, and I know you're juggling a lot. So I think just looking at our three lives right here, it's clear why generational benefits make sense. But Matt, you see this up close and personal every day as the head of our enrollment services. So are you seeing employers examining their, that benefit lineup differently today than they used to? Absolutely. Employers are thinking beyond traditional health, dental, vision insurance. Uh, health insurance is still the number one benefit employees want. Um, but like you said, not everyone is interested in vision insurance. Um, based on individual life situations, employees have unique benefit needs and concerns. So I, I get that, but how does that really play out in terms of your working with employers and the benefits that they're offering? Well, our generational benefit services are, are gaining a lot of attention. We're able to offer a variety of benefits from pet insurance to dental plans that have built-in college tuition, saving components, uh, particularly because of our enrollment tool and the tie-in we have with our benefit administration division through Josh. Uh, offering a variety of benefits doesn't have to complicate the employer's life. It can still be administratively easy. So what are some of those benefits, Matt, that employers are offering today that they didn't offer a decade ago? I know you've talked about pet insurance, but um, what else are you seeing? Yeah, we mentioned pet insurance. Uh, that really wasn't a thing uh, for employers to offer a decade ago. Uh, but we're seeing more of that. We also see identity theft protection. That's growing in popularity. And disability coverage has been an employer option for a long time. Uh, but there are a growing number of states that now require employers to provide disability benefits. Well, just a little side note is we probably all saw the Cap 1 um, breach. Um, identity theft is yes, probably, it's on everyone's mind. It's probably <laughs> a very easy product. Uh, for people to, to understand, to understand. What it is yeah. And, and a few years ago, you yeah. probably would have thought, "What does identity theft mean?" All right, Josh, let's kind of get your input here. You, your team administers FSA, HRA, and HSA plans. What do you think, um, or what are you doing differently to help employers manage their benefits? You know, in this tight labor market, employers are asking us how to get an edge on the competition with their benefit programs. You know, it's not so much about spending money, or more money, if you will, for the benefits necessarily, but more about giving employees the option to choose the benefits that they really want and see value in. 
Our technology platform that we offer employers really gives a great deal of flexibility on how they approach the funding aspect of these benefits, whether it's an FSA, HRA, or HSA program. You know, these benefits can be paid through a mix of pre-tax employer and employee dollars, whether it's daycare, adoption, or commuter expenses. Uh, but more so now, we're seeing employers really take a look at these benefits and approach them from an out-of-box perspective and, and really look at employees in terms of what they, they want to see in their benefits programs, whether it's pre-tax plan for tuition reimbursement or emergency expenses, such as car repairs or, or home appliance replacements. Now, I think the real takeaway, though, is that there are really very few limits uh, to how creative employers can get as they approach these benefit plans. Well, I think you're spot on when you talk about a tight labor market. I mean, I just look here at Bucati companies and, you know, we used to get 40 applicants for any one position and, you know, we're not seeing that. And so we're addressing that here inside of our own business, looking at what can we do to keep the great people that we have and to attract new talent. Um, so all of these benefit options sound great, but it does sound like an administrative nightmare for an HR team to pay a pet insurance bill and an identity theft bill and a uh, legal prepaid legal bill. So how are we addressing the administrative billing bur burden, Josh? You know, you're right. Uh, HR and finance teams aren't really looking to reconcile and pay monthly invoices for multiple carriers. Uh, that's where our combined billing services work in conjunction with our online enrollment tools. Uh, that's actually where Matt's team comes into play. And we receive a, a weekly enrollment file that helps us to easily reconcile a group's monthly premium payments. So essentially the employer can work with as many carriers and plans as they want and only have to manage one monthly bill uh, that we help on the back end. That sounds really nice. Can you do that for uh, individuals? Because I don't like paying all my bills either. <laughs> not, a, not an option, right? Yeah. Not yet. So Matt, I've, I've heard that term defined contribution circulating through the office lately. Uh, what does that mean if we're talking about a defined contribution and these generational benefits? Yep. Defined contribution uh, has kind of a, a very different meaning for uh, retirement, uh, kind of that world. But when we're talking about voluntary supplemental benefits, defined contribution really just means an amount of money an employer is, is willing to put aside uh, for an employee benefits shopping cart, if you will. Uh, so for an example, typically what you would see is an employer funds 80% of an employee-only coverage. Uh, or instead, they might say, hey, I'm going to put $500 aside for benefits. And rather than limit that to medical, they might say, you can spend that $500 on medical, dental, vision, life, pet insurance, uh, whatever that might be. And so the employee has a lot more option to, to choose what they want out of that, that benefit bucket while still getting a, a comparable employer uh, contribution. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, so a Generation Z employee, you know, they may go for the pet insurance, but a baby boomer might be looking for a long-term care or long-term disability policy. Uh, that's the bucket I'm in. So. <laughs> uh, so do you see this interest in uh, generational benefits growing, Matt? I mean, we're talking about it. Obviously, it's getting some buzz, but, you know, what have you been seeing in the last six months? Yeah, I, I, from a statistical standpoint, I think millennials take up about 35% of the workforce right now. 
and the definition of millennial kind of stretches a little bit. I think right now it's 23 to 38, uh, but then the Gen Xers are about 33%, baby boomers 25, and, and the Gen Z, which are the people who are just getting out of college, those are the new millennials, uh, are representing about 5% of the workforce. And, you know, there's always been generational differences, you know, but a decade ago, I don't know that those differences really affected employers' decisions in terms of how they run their companies. Uh, today, however, employers are really looking to attract quality talent and have to take a different approach, you know, to really what those employees are looking. You know, remember Jeans Day once a month. Uh, now it's really Jeans Day every Friday, if not every day. You know, casual workforce has become the standard in a lot of companies and break rooms with ping pong tables and my personal favorite beer Fridays. Uh, so, you know, there's really been a whole new take on really the, the work environment um, based on the type of employees that we're trying to attract. And, you know, employees are wanting to create work environments and benefit programs that ultimately are going to appeal to the employees and generational benefits uh, to do just that. Okay, well, I'm off to look at how many more payments I have to make on my long-term care plan, gentlemen. Um, Matt, now that your son is playing soccer, I hope you have an accident insurance plan. And Josh, with three kids in daycare, you're probably draining your dependent you're care account. <laughs> so kind of as we said at the start of this program, we, we can just look at our own lives and see the differences and the challenges that we have and how a generational benefit lineup really does make a lot of sense and understandable why it's gaining popularity. I think it's exciting that we at Bucati Companies are able to not only offer that lineup of products, but we have the technology to make that a lot easier for folks in terms of the administrative burden of billing and then just the number of options that you can just simply enroll using our online platform, making it easy. So I want to thank both of you for joining me today. I, I'd like to thank everyone today for listening to our To The Point podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about Bucati services, please visit us at our website at www.bucati.com where you can check out our growing podcast library, our um, content from our blog, and our BYB seminar schedules. Thanks for joining us.